and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Renovators, the business advisory show for real estate professionals. I'm Chanel and this is Rex. Are you going to say, how are you, Rex? No, because I've been told not to, but how are you, Rex? I'm excited. Uh, We've got a guest today that I've wanted on this show for a while. I grew up in the Doncaster area. So for the last three decades, I have uh, watched from a distance um, this man's growth to probably the biggest real estate office in Victoria, I'd say, with over 170 staff. Insane. He's got four offices. Uh, He's won every award you could think of for... For real estate agents. I'm a judge for RAB awards, so I've seen some of his um, submissions and they're amazing. Um, he's been a number one office in the Barry Plan Network for over 13 years straight. Um, and you think that's enough, but over the last 12 months, he's gone and acquired one of the biggest rent rolls in Victoria as well. So it's with great pleasure to welcome our guest today, uh, the managing director of Barry Plan Eastern Group, Spiro Drossos. Hey guys, how are you going? Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. He's good to mention after such a beautiful long intro, he still looks fantastic. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Thank you. After hearing all that, you expect the camera to pan and it's this old comfortable man, but here he is. And you're so young as well. You guys are too kind. Uh, It's (laughs) true. You're too kind. Thank you for joining us. I don't know how you even fit us in. You're uh, welcome, of course. uh, Appreciate you joining us. Um, Where where do we start, Spiro? Tell us about you. How did you start? Yeah, look, we did grow up in the, in the same area. We did. Uh, had absolutely. some similar friends back then too. Yeah, we certainly did, you know, and we've come a long way since then. But um, yeah, um, it was just a natural progression for me getting into real estate. I was in hospitality prior to getting into to real estate. What were you so doing in hospitality? I worked at Crown, oh, which we can see, which we can see yeah. from here. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little bit older, so I started at the old Crown across the road <laughs> at the temporary Crown uh, and then moved across to the new one. But uh, it was terrific grounding. Um, they had some of the best training um, mm. for customer service, um, personnel training, and really got a good grounding of working with people and working with customers. So I worked at Crown for about four or five years before going into pubs and clubs oh. and managing pubs and clubs. And I reached the point, I was mid-20s, and I, I was looking for something different. I always loved real estate from when I was in high school, back at Doncaster High. Yeah. It's now Doncaster Secondary, again, yes. showing our age there, <laughs> uh, um, So, yeah, and then uh, I applied uh, at all these different agencies. And then, yeah, I got a call from uh, Barry Plant. It was Barry himself that owned yeah. that office um, in, in Manningham, in Doncaster East, and, and started there a, a, as a young guy and, and, and progressed through from there. So I've always worked for the one company. Uh, with in a the, one office that's now gone to four offices. That's but, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, Barry Plant started in Manningham. It started in, in Templestowe, um, in the adjoining suburb to East Doncaster. Uh, and I really felt my calling. I, I got in there, I just loved it. Uh, I loved working with people. It's an exciting business. There's so much going on. Not one day is the same. Uh, seeing different properties, you know, going yeah. into nice apartments, to houses, to the multi-million dollar homes in the you know, in Templestowe and Donvale and Park Orchards. So it's exciting and I really found my calling. But what I found, guys, was that uh, the the product that you're selling obviously is a property, but it's all got to do with people. Mm. And it's a people's business. And that's why I think hospitality and retail and those customer service industries, there's such great springboards into, into real estate. So when we're recruiting, we're often looking for those similar traits of people that have worked in organisations that deal with a lot of people in all different aspects, mm. and they tend to they tend to make great real estate agents. Well, yeah. Proof um, of it, yeah. Uh, and speaking of your recruitment, what what I find fascinating with your offices, you've gone from as I said one to four offices, and number one in the 
in the group for 13 plus years, yeah. all your partners were your assistants. Mm. So you haven't gone and joined with other powerhouses in the group. You've trained and mentored and grown your assistants to partners now, equal yeah. partners and That's number correct. one agents themselves now, and yeah. award-winning agents themselves. But And that is just a beautiful thing to watch that isn't done often in real estate. Yeah. Um, Talk us through this. Yeah, look, it's very strategic. And when you're able to provide an infrastructure and, and a company that uh, fosters talent and has the, the 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 trading infrastructure and support, then you can train people up through through the ranks uh, and to have a leadership model that people can aspire to. So bringing people through into team leaders, then into partners, uh, and then into directors. So we have a future leaders program that, that encourages that. So we're always on a lookout is that just within your group or the whole Barry Plant network? That's within our Eastern group yep. that, that we that we manage. That, 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 that's our our business. Um, and it doesn't matter how old you are. We've got a saying that you know if you're good enough, you're old enough. I had, I had a great meeting yesterday with one of our young um, young guys, and uh, they're in their early twenties. And I said to him, I said, look, you know, you, you've got enormous talent, and I can see you being a partner of this business in the future, and I really can. Um, but again, you know, putting that in front of them and ensuring they've got a roadmap uh, in front, that makes us a stronger company mm. as well. Um, Mark and Theo, who are my first two assistants, uh, and then there's some of the best operators there in the, in the country. Um, yeah. And they've won, Theo won number one agent. Yeah, that's recently. correct. Yes. Yeah, Theo, Mark, um, they've all, they've all um, had, had that number one title mm. and they work very hard. And uh, we, when you can teach people the right way and teach them your way, and then that's taught to their assistants. Even their assistants have become partners. But I feel like we do, obviously, estate agents, but I feel like some estate agents don't do that. They want to keep the commissions themselves or they get into a habit of doing it themselves. And it's it's sometimes harder to teach than to do. Well, progression's the number one reason a lot of people leave organisations. It's it's that there's no roadmap for them. They're, they've right. reached the ceiling and there's nowhere for them to go. So Absolutely. it's interesting to hear that you're actually creating progression opportunities for them, which probably highlights why you've got such a longevity mm. of, of, of employees. Yeah, absolutely. You've got, you've, got to, you've got to have a roadmap for people. Progression definitely is a key in communication. They want to know what's happening Correct. in the company at, at all times and to enable them a platform, but also giving them the right uh, milestones. So at this particular point, this is what happens. You need to, you need to accomplish this part of the business before you move on to the next part. So How do you do that? Do that on one-on-one, team meetings? Um how does it work? In t- I don't want to give all your secrets away, but how does it work? Oh, look, they're not, they're not really secrets, but it really is understanding. A, a business is made up of people, right? And it's having the right people in the right positions and empower them to do their job. So but it's also trusting them and delegating to, to Absolutely. Mm. Uh, absolutely I feel like that delegation part is where some bosses don't, well, they might delegate the task, but don't give them the decision-making capacities. Or yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it sounds like you do that. Great. It's hard to grow and it's hard to scale. Um, so you, you, you remain small. And, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you accept the fact that, you know, I'll be a selling principal, I'll have a couple of staff, and, and I'm happy with that. Yep. Uh, but then you've got the other decision to make that's, and saying, okay, well, I'm going to grow a big business and I'm going to have great agents and my role is going to change into training, development, recruitment, you know, managing a big business, marketing, uh, and, and grow that way. Mm. Um, and then you can leverage uh, that scale. 
You make it sound easy, but it's definitely not. <laughs> so we're selling it's about it. the right people, though. If you've got the right people in your business and like you give them the him. right oh, tools, well, that's, yeah, yeah, correct. Then you let them run with it. Yeah, and it's people power, isn't it? And we focus a lot on, on agents and we, we focus a lot on property managers, but, you know, a company is also made up of, you know, the great marketing team, you know, an executive team that handles all the projects day to day, our customer service team that answers the phone you know, the first point of contact in our business. Mm. And they make it's a big part of our business as well. It makes it turn. So it's about also ensuring you've got the right training and development for people that are outside of sales and PM to ensure that they've got the right um, the skills to carry out their job. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Strong is your weakest link sometimes. That's right. Um, so you're drawing yeah. it back. So tw- 23 years, did you say, with Barry Plant? Has yeah, 20. 20 years 20 with Barry years. Plant. In this day and age... People jump companies all the time, particularly in real estate. Yeah. They jump from one brand to the other, to the next, and they, they're, they're constantly chasing greener grass or manage, sales management roles or the opportunity for partnership. But yeah. you've stayed with one brand for 20 years. Yeah. What do you think the importance is of sticking with one brand and longevity in your career as opposed to jumping? Yeah, what a great question. Um, stability, I think, is very important um, in real estate, um, especially um, getting, to know, getting to know an area, mm. getting the customers to know you. That takes a while to build that trust with, with a market as well. And there's an association between brand and yourself as well. Yeah. It's hand in hand. And when you do keep chopping and changing, the market does pick up that and they, they question it as well. Correct, yeah. So it is very, very difficult. But in saying that, in terms of being able to attract top performers into the business and attract people that are wanting to work for our company now, what I find is that they're really looking for guidance. Mm. They're looking for coaching. They're looking for uh, people that, that have got state-of-the-art marketing. So I think it's the infrastructure. So as an, as an owner of the business now and uh, recruiting and making sure we can grow talent, it's really about having that platform where people can grow. So to attract uh, recruits, you've got to have the platform to allow them to come into your business and mm. grow. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of offices that are still not advanced in that area, a lot of offices, I feel like it's the, they're selling directors. So most of them are selling. You you don't do much of that. You your focus seems to be on. It's their a growth. really attractive thing for a candidate when we're representing them to a company that it's a non-selling director because the last thing they want yeah. to do is compete with their director for listings. Smart they want on. the training. They want the guidance. They want the mentorship. They don't want to be up there competing against their director because then what's the point? Yeah. Exactly right. Show me how to grow. You know, that, that's what they're wanting. Right? Yes. We, we, you know, I, I hired um, somebody a few years ago and uh, they were writing four or 500,000 in GCI and um, we were working together for four years and, and talking on and off. And anyway, finally came across and within 12 months, he wrote 1.8. Wow. And he's just written just under, under 2 million uh, last wow. year. And these stories are on and on and on with other agents as well. So... When you've got the blueprint for growth, other agents can see that as well. Mm. But you've got to have to provide that for them. You've got to have the right coaching abilities. And And the culture. It sounds like you've got the right culture. To It's not just you. It's the culture that feeds each other too. It does. But pause for a second. So what did you, without giving away too many of your secret ingredients, what did you do to take him from... A was it eight hundred four hundred thousand dollar to one point eight. What were the steps that you implemented, or what did you do yeah. to change his the course of his career? Yeah, first of all, you have an, an understanding of uh, the business and the way they work. So, 
you've got you've got to treat every agent differently because they've all got different brands. So it's yeah. not one stop fits all, uh, one shop fits all anymore. So you've really got to tailor a, a a program for that specific agent and really look at okay, what does the next twelve months look like for them, mm. and then identify the areas they're weak in, and then add that to their business. Uh, they might need more training in certain area, or they might need to be stronger in lead generation, or might be part of the appraisal system that they need to work on. Mm. So once we identify that, we can then work with them on that. And when you say we, is this yourself personally or is there a sales manager in place? Yeah, I've got a head of sales as well. Great. So, so Marty joined us a few years ago as well and, and again, took a lot of pressure off me as well. So we both do that. That's great. So Marty's got a great program with the young agents. Mm. So he runs uh, the young agents workshops and, and really brings them through. So we call them more the, like the under 18s of a football club or, yeah. or, or a no. soccer club. So he ensures that they get all the basics right. They're the assistants and, and young agents in, in, the, uh, in the office. And then uh, he also works with the seniors, as, as do I, in terms of their business planning um, and getting them from one step to the other. I think that's, well. sorry, you no, go Rex. I think that's great to hear that you're not on the tool. You've got 24 hours a day, so you're not doing the selling yourself. You're no. teaching your top salespeople. You've also got a manager and assist mm. and help with the bottom. That's correct. So you've got this whole covered from start yeah. to finish. So with the leadership team, it's important, right? I think the right partners can make the biggest difference in a company. Like you've all got to be aligned and it's got to be central and the same message has to be sent out. So I think before- But that before, comes from above. Like it's, they've got to respect you and follow correct. your lead Absolutely. So. Without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Without uh, a doubt. Because then there's harmony yes. in a business. Uh, and then outside of the directors, you've got the partners and then you've got the future leaders that are in the program that are stepping up to become partners. So everyone's got a role from that leadership down and then teaching the whole, the whole organisation. But we run a very horizontal style management approach. Okay. Right. So what do you mean by that? It means that, you know, f for example, you know, uh, my office sits in the middle of the sales guys. Like, mm. I remember when the office was being designed a long time ago, they... They put me up in this really big office and you know the view to the city was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I, I went on the floor plan, I just crossed it out and I said, mm. look, you've got the, it's, it's the wrong impression. I said, I need to be within you know, everyone's reach. I need to be able to hear still what's going mm. on, the rhythm of the company. I said, once you isolate it, you send the wrong message and management and leadership's changed significantly from the, from the 80s and 90s. Mm. So uh, when I say horizontal structures, that we really work side by side. Oh, lovely. Right, so if I've got to beat an open, I'll, I'll cover it if I have to, mm. right? If I've got to put a board out, I'll do that. So we're really on, on the same page. Even though I direct the company, I manage the company, um, and it's um, with our partners, the vision is set from us. We do walk side by side together. Which is great. It shows that. It's not a hierarchy. Can, yeah. yeah. And they can no. rely on you. What, you. what you're asking them to do, you'll do yourself. I yeah. think that hierarchy structure is, is, is dying. No one wants to work for someone anymore. Yeah. And what I mean by that is people want to work with people. Yes. They don't want to work for you. And particularly real estate agents, they're entrepreneurial. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in that field. They need to go to work every day and make something out of nothing, essentially. Spot so on. when they're looking for a company to join, the management they're looking for is someone that will inspire them, not someone that will tell them what to do or that hierarchy structure. I think that died many years ago. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You know, you've got to inspire. You've got to coach. Um, you know, you have good days and bad days uh, in real estate. You've just got to work 
with everybody so they can fuel their, their career obje- obje- objectives. Yeah. And it doesn't have, again, it doesn't have to be a salesperson or a, a PM, you know. Mm. What's our part-term administrator? You know, what do they want to get out of it? Yeah. You know, they want to have some kids at home. They're working four days a week, but they love their work. Well, what's the next plan for them? You know, what about when the kids do go to school and they've got more time? It's fantastic. So, so yeah. almost preempting the, the team's next step in each role and what that looks like is very important. Speaking of next steps, in the last 12 months, yeah. you have gone and acquired the biggest single rent roll held yeah. in Victoria yeah. for what's rumoured to be about $25 million and <laughs> God knows how many uh, thousands of properties under management um, yeah. single-handedly or with your phenomenal team, yeah. you've acquired this. And most people struggle with small acquisitions and mergers. You've gone and not just acquired this, giant rent roll, yeah. but a whole office and multiple office locations and re-badged a whole yeah. offices. And can you talk us through this? Yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Uh, we couldn't be prouder with, you know, where we are today in relation to our office setup and and business and where it is today. And, um, you know, acquiring acquire the business in Doncaster there, we're now, we're now managing 7,000 approximately rental properties. Um, and 100 in property management employees yeah, as well. Yeah, close to 100, yeah. Wow. That is huge. Yeah, it's a big, it's, it's a big company now. Um, and, you know, acquiring such a big business obviously does have, you know, initial challenges. Yeah. But again, uh, when you want to grow and um, it aligns with your, with, with, your, with your business and your vision, then it does become easier to make those decisions. But a lot of people, a lot of owners would be scared of something mm. like this. It's a... Big responsibility, it's a yeah. massive acquisition, but you've just... Yeah. When you break it down, Rex, um, and the way that we looked at it as well, we've bought other rent rolls along the way, all right? Uh, not as big, obviously. Mm. Well, there's um, not many bigger, so... Right? Yeah. So the, the process of, of buying a rent roll, your, your, your due diligence, uh, doing all the things that you need to do when you do purchase something like that, it doesn't change. It's just the scale's obviously a lot, a lot, a lot bigger. So the processes actually are the same, but there's more of them. Yep. So, you know, the property managers still will manage the same amount of properties, let's say. Mm. There's just more portfolios. Yeah. <laughs> so there's more teams. So overall the process, and, and that's how you dissect it down and you can really break it down into uh, making it work. It's because whether you're managing 2,000 or 7,000, yes, it's bigger and there's more personnel, but the process, as long as you get the processes right, it works. But even there, so there's a, big percentage of rent rolls that go into sales. To have the enough salespeople to be able to service it in such a broad spectrum as well. And property managers more yeah, so than ever before. It's in, in, incredibly challenging to secure a property manager, let alone yeah. how many you brought across uh, from you. Yeah. And I think, you know, in that property management space, and we spoke about this earlier in relation to, you know, the future of the, of the rental market and how it's, it's going from strength to strength and a lot more people will be renting in the future, yep. the markets are getting harder, unfortunately, for people to buy into. Um, and, Even and the value of any real estate business is your property yeah. management. Um, and we harp on about this a lot in real do. estate renovators, uh, yeah. Because I think it's such valuable people. Absolutely. Enough agents don't see the value in it or do not spend enough time and effort onto it. That's correct. And at the end of the day, we're in the business of real estate, but it's still a business. So at the end of the day, it does have to be scalable and sellable at the end of the day. Mm. And you want to go through your journey to ensure that by the time you are finished, you can either have succession for somebody else to come into a great business or it's attractive for someone to come and buy. Mm. 
I mean, it's considered, like when you say attractive for someone to come and buy, there's not many buyers out there for something. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to dissect that into I'm hoping for a large corporation <laughs> or something like that. To Maybe we get your. But your, Sphere, before all this, you already had a brilliant business, an yes. extremely high performing business. What is it in you that wants to continue this growth? What, what, where, where is this coming from? Yeah. What, what's the goal? Look, I love, I love growth. I love business growth. Mm. Um, I love business and I love real estate. So, so for me, the two are hand in hand. And I, I'm just, I look for opportunities. And I felt that with the, the rental market and the rental business, um, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, principals uh, have a, a property management division mm. as such. I wanted to create a property management company looking at the future of rentals and the fact that rents are going to keep going up. Yeah. There is a lot of pressure uh, to, to create a company that does service, you know, uh, renters and, do, and does help landlords out as well um, and continue to grow the business on scale. Um, it also provides a lot, of, lot more opportunities for our people coming through, yeah. right? So as we scale up and continue to scale up, we're able then to move a lot of our our guys into uh, management. up yeah. into management and leadership and give them uh, opportunities as well. Like at the moment, we're looking at a couple of other areas for a couple of new offices, um, but we've got the personnel to put into that space now. Mm. Would you keep growing from your hub or would you go somewhere like completely out and then branch it on? Yeah, so, so our core office in East Doncaster is more like a head office for our group now. So and your other offices are close by. They're not far, yeah. So you've got Whitehorse, Altham, and we're opening up an office um, in Ivanhoe as well. Um, so they all filter through the same systems and procedures. So it becomes very easy to have yeah. a central point where everything's run out of. So, so marketing, administration, HR, legal, all, finance, all that runs out of the same hub, which is our head office in Manningham. And then we provide all the services out. So when, when someone joins us, and we, you know, I'm approached a lot now from people wanting to know, open up an office under the Barry Plant Eastern Group. Mm. And what they find is that I can provide them everything they need. Mm. So if it is a selling principle that wants to open up an office under, in conjunction with us, so we partner up if they're the right partners oh. and we believe we've got the same values. Just viewers to know. Yeah, yeah. And, and what we do there is that we provide the infrastructure around them running their business. So you're creating almost like a franchise within the franchise. Yeah. How great yeah, is that? Absolutely. That's, that's exactly the way that it is. You're almost like a franchise, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah, under a- we talked about this a little bit off camera, Spiro. When you acquire such a you know enormous rent roll, obviously new employees, yeah. it's very difficult for your existing team, or it can be, for them to transition into what was to what now is. Yeah. So how did you navigate that changing culture when merging or sorry, acquiring yeah. new businesses? Like how did that change the current dynamic and yeah, yeah I guess yeah. the culture of the business as it yeah. was. Um, you can't really prepare for it to, no, be, to, to begin with, right? Um, uh, but look, the company that we bought had great people as well, which was excellent. So there was a lot of talent within that company also, uh, which we identified. Um, and then we obviously had our culture as well. So when you bring the two cultures together, you have to determine what is that culture, mm. yeah. right? And, and that was the biggest thing. So we worked really hard on identifying what that would be because you have to appreciate that the company we purchased had its own and so do we. So you bring these two cultures together. So both cultures are no longer there or they're working independently, mm. which, which can't work. So you've got to bring it together as one. So what we did is we referred to it as 2.0, that we were now going to form a new 
culture, a new mm. set of values. What does it look like? What does it represent for us? Um, and what I don't like is sales and property management. We are one company. So how do we bring that together? And then we've got our sub values and culture within the two sales and property management divisions through there. So by creating 2.0, what we said was, well, what are the best things that we've done as Barry Plan over the years? What are the things that we really like and are non-negotiable? But what are some of the things we can leave behind? Yeah. Then we go to the new company, right, and say, hey, what are the great things that you guys are doing? What are the things that are, you know, have really made you guys what you are and things that are close to you? And what are the things that you guys can leave behind? Yeah. So then we bring those together and say, right, that is a, a 2.0 company now. And that's our culture and that's what we're going to, they're our values, that's our mission, they're our vision, mm. and we move forward. And to the credit of both companies, my existing company and also the new company, they all, they all worked really hard to bring it together because they could see that if we got it right, yeah. what it could be. Yeah. But if we got it wrong, well, that would also be a recipe mean, for disaster, yeah. yeah. And we worked really, really hard on that. And um, yeah, we're... Um, it was, it, you know, it took a long time to, to, to work through those, but we're there now. We're almost a year on from it, um, and it's one company now. Um, Fantastic. And I know some, some of the people that came from the previous firm and joined you, they have never been happier. Yeah, great. You know what you've done with yeah. them, and they've never been happier, though. And they yeah. were very nervous, changing over, uncertainty, this, that, but never been happier. Change is huge, Rex. Yeah. Uh, it, it's absolutely huge. Um, but again, providing an infrastructure uh, that they feel safe, they feel supported and really always working on the human element, not the transactional element, will always win the day. And that's that's a big part of our business to ensure that, you know, people first. Mm. You know, get, get our people right first. Our customers will always be looked after. Mm. It's a people business. Um, it sounds like it's a lot of communication as well. And I think that's something that's it's so simple, but it often gets so overlooked. You're communicating a message through to your management that's communicating it to your employees. So they're feeling like they're a part of something as opposed to being told this is what's happening. They get to be involved in it as Absolutely. well, which is what all yeah. human beings want. They want to be involved. Can I ask, Spiro, you mentioned uh, as well off camera, it's almost like a sporting team, a club yeah. that you're continuously growing. Yeah. How, can you talk us through that mentality, the sporting club yeah, mentality absolutely. with business? There's a lot of similarities, you know, because we're training and developing people and we have to identify talent. And one of the great things is, um, you know, with the existing company and new company that came in, uh, we've been able to move people into different positions just by working with them and seeing, hey, you've actually got talent in this area or, you know, I've brought in a data analyst into the company internally. You know, it was a magnificent person in the, in the company, but I felt that she, you know, the work she was doing wasn't really what she should be doing. So mm. she provides us reporting on a weekly basis now internally. We can make key decisions on. Um, we've brought in a people and wellness person that just looks after the culture. Oh, wow. Into the business. Um, and we identify this person from our existing team. He was fabulous. Um, great with social events, great with team building, um, you know, looking at nutrition, food, all that type of stuff to ensure that the team are well looked after. That's so, great. So that's a, that's a, but, you know, we've been able to, to shift someone that was maybe in a PA or EA role into a wellness and culture uh, role. Which um, not many agencies have, well, but the problem sporting with clubs do all the what time. I, what right? I find a lot of problems are with real estate offices is that le unless they're generating income to the business, they don't want to pay any money for it. 
So PMs are, are paid, obviously average salary, marketing's a, a low salary, but anything like this, people and wellness, culture, diet, that's not an option because a lot of directors look at it, it's a real estate office as opposed to a company. Yeah. And that's your mentality, that growth mentality. Absolutely. But I've cut you off, so keep yeah. talking about yeah. the, um, the likelihood. <laughs> I have a habit of doing it, I'm working on it, it's a problem, but please keep going. No, it's great. No. Uh, so we, we look at the future and we say, okay, we're now, we're now we're moving into the, 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 the 24, obviously, um, calendar year um, in a couple of months, but we're kind of beyond that now. So in our strategic thinking, you know, we're starting to look at now, you know, what is our 27, 28 market looking like? Can we speculate on what we think is going to happen based on where we are in a real estate world? What does our team look like in 27 and 28? Um, who's coming through? Which of the assistants are going to be salespeople during that time? How many more assistants do we need to ensure that we've got that, that, um, that personnel coming through the ranks, just to ensure that our, that our teams are always strong. I look at companies where they don't recruit and they don't look at the future. Uh, and look, that comes at a cost because you've got to look at it and say, well, I'm going to be carrying six or seven wages for 27 and 28, which is four or five years away, right? But unless you've got it, your senior team will progress. So if you've got, you got people in your 40s or 50s who, you know, at the time, you know, might be nudging 60 or over 60, well, what are they going to be doing at that point in time? You know, they might be looking at retiring. They may not be. Mm, yeah. So you've always got to look at the future and say, okay, what does my senior team look like? And I can see companies now that haven't recruited well and their senior agents aren't only senior in experience, they're also senior in age. Yeah. Mm. And there's no contingency of people coming through. And I look at our company and say, okay, well, we've got a great, um, great youth team coming through that will be 28 or 30 in four years' time. Yeah. And that will be the next... That's because you're not on the tool selling. I think this is a, a really important message to a lot of the, the directors is that they can't bring on the junior... You've got a whole league of them, you mentioned, yeah. that's like a training ground for yes. junior agents. A lot of real estate directors are so heavily focused on listing and selling that when you bring junior PAs or junior uh, candidates into the business, the drop-off rate is so high and they go, I don't want to recruit young people. They just leave. Well, they're not just leaving. They're not getting the training or the development yeah. or the support needed to grow. What a roadmap of what's ahead for them. Well, yeah. that's right. And I think that directors, like you're looking at people almost like a property. And what I mean by that is you put in, you, you put in the work, yeah. you hold them, and you'll get a return on investment if you give it the love and, and, and support that it needs. Whereas it's just this industry, the, the turnover of juniors is so high and they get burned, they go, real estate's not yeah. for me, they leave the industry. But it's because they're not getting trained or developed. And directors are so reactive instead of being proactive and going, where do I need my business to be in five years? I need to recruit juniors from hospitality, retail, Absolutely. nightclubs, whatever it may be, and grow them within the business. And that's one of the biggest issues we find with real estate offices. Absolutely. For growth. Yeah. And, and as you said, when we come back from the start of this, um, this recording, is that a lot of our business has been... Um, has been produced through assistants that have come through now as partners and, and some of the top salespeople mm. in the country. The two biggest sales agents were your assistants. <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. that's right. So fostering that. It requires planning. It does require sacrifice financially too for a financial gain in four or five years' time. And unless you make that sacrifice and it can allocate and budget effectively for it. Does it also involve care? You're giving up percentage of your sales, your profits, and you're caring, nurturing this person to make them the best they are. It's more than just planning. There's genuine care look, and love in that. Look, it is. The, 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 absolutely, you've got to care and you've got to want these people to grow. There's no question about it. So you've got to have a performance-based culture and a training culture 
um, when you come in. And other people see it and they do want to join, right? You can recruit and you can recruit existing agents. You certainly can, but you've got to get the platform right first before they want to come and join. So if you haven't got that platform right, and same with assistants, you've got to have the right uh, time for them. Like our youth group that, yeah. that Marty heads up every um, every week and gets them together and takes them out for breakfast once a month. See, that's important because, see, that when you're at that stage as an agent, you're going through the same thing. So if you've got the assistants throughout the group all together having breakfast, they're all facing the same challenges generally. Yeah. If it's a good market, bad market, there's not many people coming through opens or they can't get enough leads through opens. It happens during at the same time based on market conditions. So if you can work with them on that, they do get better and they do connect and train train each other better. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know the future. You've got to know what your business looks like in the future and prepare for that. But if you don't, Rex, the problem is that people leave, mm-hmm. right? 100%. So yes, you sacrifice um, uh, profit for, for the future, but if you don't, then if you don't give these people opportunities, then they leave. So it's a fine line between growing and staying stagnant. And if you're staying stagnant, you're going backwards Mm. because there's companies that will be proactive and actually start getting ahead of you. So there's so many aspects to staying at the top of your game and you just can't take your foot off the pedal. And you're changing with times as well. You have to. You have to be able to pivot very quickly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Producer saying one more question: <laughs> Who Spiro outside of work? Yes, Who yes, are you? outside Tell of work. Your hobbies yeah. and, yeah. and life. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got uh, four wonderful kids. Oh, you so, can have you have one hundred and seventy employees and four and children. Four kids, yeah. What? Yeah, my wife Lara does a great job. Even though she works in the business as well. Oh, does she? Yeah, what she, does she do? So she's in charge of operations, head of operations, great, and business and business for the for the company. And um, so she's got the hard stuff. She's got the yes. hard stuff. Yeah, she's got the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just pass everything on to her. She looks after it. So um, she takes just take a lot of credit for it as well. Uh, and four great kids. The eldest is fourteen. Three boys and a girl. Isabella seven. So they're almost two years apart, oh, which lovely. is fantastic. Um, so look, I spend a lot of time with the kids, obviously outside of work. Um, you know, their sporting commitments and so forth. Um, yeah, and just you know, love the beach, love being down by the water and so forth as well. But a lot of family time yeah. outside of outside of work, just really spending time with the family as much well, as we can. Huge success. You are exceptionally grounded, and obviously yeah, that comes you. from your your family. And no yeah. easy feat having a husband with that many employees. So Lara, if you're yeah. is it La- Lara, <laughs> Lara, Lara, if you're yeah. watching, Lara. you're doing a fantastic. <laughs> Lara job. does operations at it. So yeah, she I know, but she's, she's still her, her, her boss is her husband. Yeah. She's, a, she's, she's a lot busier than I am. Let me tell you, she's a lot busier than I am. <laughs> so you're, before we finish up the episode, what's the next five years look like for you and Barry Plant Eastern Group? Yeah, look, um, the trajectory is to continue to grow. Um, really build on the foundations that we've currently got. Uh, keep looking for great people as well, that there's a lot of synergies with mm. us also. Uh, and looking at areas that complement our current footprint to see where we can further expand our business as well. Mm. So we're certainly not slowing down anytime soon. So I don't think you're capable of <laughs> no, that, even if you want to be. <laughs> I don't think I am, no, absolutely. Look, great leadership team, uh, amazing uh, people that work for for the company. So, you know, it gives me the confidence to be able to take those next steps. Mm. Spiro, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank yeah, you so thanks much. Thanks for having for me. Oh, Thank you so pleasure. much. And if you're an agent, a young agent or an experienced agent that's um, fascinated by Spiro, his company and his growth, um, no doubt he'd be more than happy for you to reach out to him directly for a conversation. But thank you so much, Spiro. Um, you're welcome. You're an absolute delight to speak to today. And thank you everyone for watching another episode of Real Estate Renovators.